Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, Tuesday edition. Glad you could all be with us here as we give you the latest news and notes from the world of the New York Islanders. And I'll tell you, things are starting to change a little bit on the ground right now as far as the world of hockey is concerned. We'll talk about the latest reports about the NHL and their possible plans for resuming play. We'll also take a look back at the greatest season in Islanders history as we discuss the end of the regular season and that first round playoff series against Pittsburgh, and we have a great playoff matchup against the Rangers on this date in Islanders history. So lots to talk about on today's show. Don't forget, if you have a question or a comment, feel free to email the show. The address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, I'm happy to mention you on the air as we discuss what is whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars N Y R V S N Y I. We'll have the latest Islanders news and notes and keep you up to date on all of it right here uh, <clears throat> with the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, let's start off by discussing the news that came out just uh, recently about the NHL and the shift in the league's stance on something important. Looks like right now, the league is now placing a bigger emphasis on finishing this season and awarding the Stanley Cup in some way if they can. And according to Pierre Lebrun of TSN in Canada, that means even pushing the upcoming regular season, the 2020-2021 regular season, back until November, if it means that the league can finish this season. Now, previously, Bill Daly, the league's deputy commissioner, had indicated that the league did not want to compromise the 2020-2021 season, that they would do everything they could to get a Stanley Cup winner awarded this year, but not if it means moving, you know, delaying, compromising, or altering next season. Well, as of right now, it looks like the league is, A, willing to move that the start of next season back as much as a month and be 
it looks like there is an emphasis on at least finishing some more regular season games in order to figure out who goes to the playoffs and then have the playoffs. We still do not know where this may or may not, you know, take place. There's been talk about, you know, neutral sites like Grand Forks, North Dakota, Manchester, New Hampshire, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. These are three sites which, according to several published reports, have contacted the league and said, hey, um, if you're interested in holding neutral site playoff tournaments, we can accommodate that. Obviously, all of this has to be worked out, figured out, and somehow, you know, it's still too early to say what it is that the league is going to do, but they are clearly trying their best to find a way to complete this season in some way. Now, some players are not all that optimistic about it. Drew Doughty, the veteran defenseman of the LA Kings. Honestly, I don't see how this season is going to return. I really don't. I have no idea when this virus is going to be over. The fans want to see us play, but it's going to be tough. That quote coming from the LA Times and their fine reporter, Helene Elliott, who originally uh, once covered the Islanders for Newsday way back in the day. So, uh, some people expressing skepticism uh, about it, Dowdy being one of them who's gone public and said that, but at the same time, the league clearly trying very hard to find a way to finish this season and and get it done. We'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, we're uh, weeks away still from that possible event taking place or even having a plan, a, a concrete plan in place. But at least here, we see what the league is thinking and more of an emphasis on finishing this season than ever before. Last night, MSG Plus airing the Islanders' first Stanley Cup win. Hard to believe it's actually been 40 years, but Game 6 of the 1980 Stanley Cup Finals was aired uh, last night on MSG Plus, and fans, I don't know who got a chance to watch it. You could probably still catch it. Uh, Again, if you go to MSG website and and maybe the app, but at the end of the day, great memories in that game, the Coliseum rocking uh, as Nystrom scores that overtime goal, and look, you know what, right now, we're reviewing the 1981-82 season, that was the greatest season in Islanders history, team had the most points, the most wins, won their third straight cup, But, at the end of the day, there is no championship sweeter for fans and for players than your first one. There is something special about it. There is something um, that transforms you as a fan. The memories that stick with you. And for Islander fans, the team had been so good from 1975 through 1979, where they made the semifinals year after year, until finally 
breaking through in 1980, beating the Philadelphia Flyers, and winning that first of four straight Stanley Cups. So it was great to relive that moment last night on MSG+. And rest assured, MSG Plus will continue to provide Islander fans with more ways to watch games from this season and older games as well. And uh, again, please, if Islander fans know of any other places that I haven't mentioned previously where fans can watch old games or even, you know, this year's games, please feel free, tweet at us, drop us an email and I'd be happy to share it with all the rest of the Islander fans out there listening to this podcast. All right, we will step aside when we come back. We'll have this date in Islanders history, a big playoff matchup with the Rangers, plus a whole lot more. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Islanders podcast. couple of quotes from Gary Bettman, the NHL commissioner, uh, doing an interview on uh, CNN with Anderson Cooper uh, yesterday. And here's one of the quotes. As much as we may worry about everybody, not just our players or the NHL family, but everybody safe from the coronavirus, we also want to make sure our players don't jeopardize their health by coming back too soon and not being in game shape. He also talked about what it will mean for people when sports does eventually return. It's something that for the psyche of American, and in my case, the Canadian public is very important. Sports can be part of bringing people together, can be part of healing. But we all agreed, all being the commissioners of the major sports, that until the time, until it's the right time, there are other more pressing issues than when we come back. So that was Gary Bettman. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to April 14th, 1983, Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Islanders and New York Rangers. Game one of the Patrick Division Finals. So that's the second round of the playoffs. Islanders, of course, at this point, the three-time defending Stanley Cup champions, and they are set to meet the Rangers. In goal for the Rangers, Eddie Mio, while Billy Smith counters for the Islanders. This one was a tight-checking, low, uh, not a lot of scoring chances kind of a game, but it was the Rangers who struck first. Gord Lane off for elbowing at 12-21 of the first period, and the Rangers cash in. Ron Greshner, his second of the playoffs from Mark Pavlich and Anders Hedberg at 13:01, and after the first period, the Rangers held a one-to-nothing lead. In the second period, it was the Islanders' power play that answered back, with Dave Maloney of the Rangers off for holding at 5:18. The Islanders' power play goes to work. Stefan Pearson, his first, from Anders Kaller and Dennis Potvin at 5.43. And after 40 minutes, the game was all even at 1-1. Coliseum crowd going crazy as these two rivals get involved in a tough one. Nick Fatiu and Brent Sutter head off for roughing at 11-12. 
No fighting majors in this game, but those two roughing uh, penalties do show the physicality of this game, and believe me, it was most certainly physical. The Islanders break the 1-1 tie a minute 44 seconds into the third period. Who else but Dennis Potvin, the captain, the man who played his best hockey any time he was playing against the Rangers, Potvin, his second from Brent Sutter and Bob Bourne, again at 144, and suddenly the Islanders held a 2-1 lead. They extend that lead less than three minutes later when Brent Sutter gets his first to the playoffs. Dwayne Sutter and Bob Bourne with the helpers, and the Islanders led 3-1. Then with Ron Greshner, uh, excuse me, then with Mike Allison off for holding at 7:13. The Islanders' power play strikes for the second time in this game. Dwayne Sutter, his first of the playoffs from Bob Bourne and Brent Sutter, and that was the way it finished. The Islanders outshoot the Rangers 33 to 20 and win the hockey game by a four to one margin. Bob Bourne with three assists in this game, while Brent Sutter had a goal and two assists, both Dennis Potvin and Dwayne Sutter with one goal and one assist. As far as shots on goals were concerned, Dennis Potvin leading all Islanders players with six of the team's 33 shots on goal, and after that, a whole bunch of players tied with three, Bossy. Mike Bossy, Bob Bourne, Tomas Janssen, uh, Stefan Pearson, Brent Sutter, and Dwayne Sutter, each with three shots on goal. Billy Smith, a strong game, 19 saves for Smith in this one, and the Islanders took a one to nothing lead in this series as they continued on their way in the second round uh, to their fourth straight Stanley Cup championship. Alright, we are going to step aside. When we come back, we'll wrap up the Islanders' regular season, the greatest season they ever had, 1981-82, and talk about their miraculous comeback in the first round of the playoffs against Pittsburgh, a series that nobody expected them to even be challenged in, but it almost cost them their dynasty. So, all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Islanders podcast. We continue our look back at the greatest season in Islanders history, that being 1981-82. Three games left in the regular season uh, in April. The first was a 3-3 tie on April Fool's Day in Philadelphia at the Spectrum. Uh, And the Flyers basically got... A little smart and a little lucky in this game. With uh, a minute 18 left in the game, the Flyers had Anders Kaller's stick measured, and it was found to be illegal. Islanders go down a man, and the Flyers are able to tie it up late and get this 3-3 tie. Tough game for the Islanders. Before the game even started, Dennis Potvin Leaves after warm-ups, he had back spasms, did not play. Bobby Nystrom left the game, I believe, in the first period 
after suffering a groin pull. So all of a sudden, you know, the Islanders are down two key players in this one, but they end up with the 3-3 tie with the point. They had 116 points for the season. That tied the 78-79 team for the most points in franchise history. Dwayne Sutter with a goal and an assist in that game. And Billy Smith had a 16-0-3 personal uh, streak without a loss. So 19 games, no losses for Billy Smith. Two days later... Islanders and Flyers met again, this time at the Coliseum, and it was the Islanders winning 6-3. Bossy with a goal and two assists. Mike McEwen, three helpers and nine shots on goal in this one. Bob Bourne scored twice, and Brian Trottier potted his 50th goal of the season in the game, uh, after the game, rather. Trottier says, I have to thank all the guys. They worked so hard for me, maybe too hard, they were forcing the puck to me and wanted me to get it so much. The Islanders had a 21-0-2 streak at the Coliseum to finish the regular season. They were 25-4-2 on the season against division opponents and had won all of the last 16 games they played against Patrick division opponents as of this point. And also for Al Arbor, his 423rd win as a head coach, tying him at the time with Punch Imlock for fifth on the NHL's all-time list. Islanders closed out the season the next night, a 7-2 loss at Pittsburgh. That ended the winning streak against the Patrick Division, Billy Smith's personal 19-game unbeaten streak. And, you know, the Islanders just kind of played flat. and. Um, you know, here's the quote from Bob Bourne after the game. We had fun, believe it or not. You don't like to lose, but what what did we have at stake? So we lost the game, big deal. We will beat them in the playoffs. We all feel that. Islanders, for the season, finished 26 points ahead of the second-place Rangers, who were second-place in the Patrick division. Meanwhile, the Islanders were set to face the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round of the playoffs. And the Islanders getting ready for the playoff series. Here's what Billy Smith had to say right before the series with the Penguins gets underway. The last week of the regular season meant something, but it wasn't worth getting hurt for. Now it means something. Now it means everything. Mike Bossy still listed his day-to-day with his knee injury, Dennis Potvan was expected to play once the playoffs got underway, while Bob Nystrom remained out with an injured groin. Game one at the Coliseum, an 8-1 dominating performance by the Islanders. Uh, Brent Sutter, a goal and two assists. Gillies leading the way, two goals and two assists. Brian Trottier also two goals in the game, plus one assist. Mike Bossy ended up playing despite the knee injury, and yes, he scored a goal. Greg Gilbert was called up and replaced Bob Nystrom in the lineup. Billy Smith with 22 saves. The Penguins, before the series, told everyone how physical they were going to be, 
and ended up not playing a physical game. In fact, their coach, Eddie Johnston, said after the game that the Penguins almost pitched, quote, a no-hitter. In Game 2, at the Coliseum, the Islanders dominate again, crushing the Penguins 7-2. Stefan Pearson with three assists, a goal and an assist each for Greg Gilbert, Clark Gillies, and Brent Sutter. 34 saves for Billy Smith. And here is the goalie for the Penguins, Michel Dion, who played pretty well in this series. He said after the game, Tonelli, all those guys, they just keep coming at you. They never stop. They don't give up. I think they're like lions. And after this game, and before the first game in Pittsburgh, which was going to be game three, Ed DeBartolo Sr., then owner of the Penguins, offered any fan who didn't want to attend the game and had already bought tickets a full refund and indicated to his team he wasn't going to attend Game 3 in person. Obviously, trying to use this as motivation, and it did pay off. In Game 3 in Pittsburgh, an overtime game, but the Penguins managed to win it 2-1. to one. Rick Keough gets the game-winning goal at 4:14 of the overtime session. Meanwhile, Mike McEwen made it one nothing Islanders in the first period before Pat Boutet scored 6:51 into the third. But the real story of this game was Dion, who had 38 saves in this one. Brian Trottier, by the way, did not figure in the scoring. That ended his personal 27-game playoff streak with at least a point in a game. So the Islanders, you know, they figured, okay, the Penguins got a little bit lucky before this Game 4. But in Game 4, again, Dion shines. The Islanders turn to Roley Melanson in goal instead of Billy Smith, and it doesn't work. The team doesn't give much defensive support to Melanson. He gives up five goals in 29 shots. And former Islander Andre St. Laurent led the charge. Two goals and one assist for Pittsburgh. The other problem, the Penguins had seven power plays, including three power plays that were five on threes, while the Islanders in the game just had three power plays. Final score, Pittsburgh 5, Islanders 2, and all of a sudden, this best-of-five series is all even at two games apiece. Here's Bob Bourne's quote after the game, we don't feel terrible, we know if we play like we have played in other games in this series, we'll win, but we've got to play that way. The fact that it's gone this far, down to one game, is still a new feeling. It's a very scary feeling. Then John uh, Tonelli adds, I'm scared to death. I'm going to play my heart out, and everybody else better play their hearts out too. We better. So, game five at the Nassau Coliseum. The Islanders fall behind three to one in this one before managing a comeback and an exciting four to three win. John Tonelli with the game tying goal at 17:39 of the third period and then scoring the game winning goal at 6:19. Bob Nystrom 
played his first playoff game of the year and scored a goal in the second period to get the Islanders going. And here's the thing that, you know, Al Arbor, so smart and so good as the coach, his team is down a goal, 550 left in regulation. And he pulls a move that really exploited the rules as they existed back then. He decides to pull Billy Smith and replace him with Roly Melanson. And in according to the rules then, you would give the new goalie two minutes to warm up. And they'd be able to take shots at him, his own team. And what it did was it gave a tired and desperate Islander team time to rest, time to regroup. And... They came back out after the warm-up and ended up getting that tying goal and then the winning goal. Bobby Nystrom admitted before this game that the Isles had been outworked by the Penguins in games three and four, but, uh, you know, they managed to come back and pull off the victory. John Tonelli, after the game, All I could think before the game was, it's going to be a long summer. Fear playing a big role in the Islanders' success. And then Michelle Dion after the series. They have unbelievable talent and they have the biggest hearts in the world. Nobody works harder than those guys. Al Arbor's quote after the series, Everybody wants it so badly. We were trying too hard. We were tripping over everything falling over ourselves out there. But the Islanders rallied in the clutch. They came through. They win the series and advance to round two of the playoffs to face their biggest rival, the New York Rangers, for the third consecutive season and the fourth time in five years. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. Have a great day, everybody. Tomorrow, we'll be back with the story of the Rangers-Islanders series from 1982, the greatest season in Islanders history. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Keep that social distancing going. And let's go, Islanders.